Welcome to the Aquarimax Audio Show with Russ and Kim. We provide information on all kinds of aquarium-related topics. This is episode 327, recorded April 24th, 2017. Greetings, Aquarimaxers. Hello. We have some pretty fun news to talk about today. No. Who's our contributor for today? Uh, we'll do Oscar in southern Sweden. Okay, Oscar in southern Sweden, and then we're going to tell you about tell our trip. You about fun stuff. It was a very fish-filled trip and fun-filled trip. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a very far trip either. But anyway, it was full of fish and fun. Funny fish. Yeah, it was amazing. So we'll, we'll get to that. Let's let's talk about Oscar's message. Okay, he says hi again. The Biohome Ultra filter media is pretty cool if it works as the producer claims. They say that it is so porous that it can allow anaerobic bacteria to grow that can consume your nitrate, much like the regular aquarium bacteria consumes nitrites. Hoping it works. Hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, even though I haven't had experience with that brand, I have done some research uh, into denitrification uh, based on, you know, our anaerobic surfaces like the inside of lava rock and things like that and apparently that is pretty sound um, and can work as long as you have an area where there's a lot of surface area and the oxygen content is very low you can get denitrification Uh, so in theory it sounds like it could work Um, there are several different methods that people use one I know that the um, the Bailey brothers used and you could look that up the um, pet fish talk they did this years ago. They basically got a PVC pipe and filled it with lava rock and pumped water through it. And when they did, they did that long enough. What happened is, since the PVC pipe didn't communicate with the outside air um, until it reached the end, it was long enough so that bacteria at the beginning of the pipe pretty much used up all the oxygen as the water was flowing through it. And by the time it got into the, you know, further on in the tube, the lava rock became home to anaerobic bacteria and they denitrified things. And so they would test the water that went in and test the water that came out. And basically their nitrate level dropped precipitously based on the bacteria that were, you know, eating the nitrate. So that's one method that they've used. I haven't used, like you said, like I said, the the bio home version uh, that you mentioned, but I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work. That's pretty cool. So if anybody has used it, it would be nice to hear more about it. Okay. Um, Oscar goes on and says, How would you feel about putting epistogrammas with the angelfish in the 100-gallon? What epistogramma species would do best for that, and how many pairs of each would you say is okay? Well, I know that epistogrammas, you know, they'll live in roughly the same environment as angels, but I haven't had any experience, zero experience with epistogrammas. I've had a fair amount of experience with angelfish, but none with epistogrammas. So I can't really comment on that. I wish I could. But uh, those of you who have, I know we've had uh, interviews uh, about epistogrammas. Like we interviewed Jim Carmark a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and he talked about epistogrammas. Unfortunately, I don't remember if he mentioned anything about keeping them with angels or not. But you could go back and look for those episodes, uh, if you like, and see if he mentioned something that would be useful or... Um, in that uh, particular area with with angelfish. They were certainly fun interviews to do, so uh, you could check them out anyway. But uh, if any of you have kept epistogrammas with angels and would like to chime in on that, what your experience has been, that would be cool. Yep. 
Um, he says, I'm also having some problems with my mollies. My big female is starting to lose its black color. Other than that, she seems fine, not gasping for air or anything like that. She just looks really bad. All the other ones seem to be okay. The other ones have the liar tail and she has a round tail. So I'm thinking that maybe she was raised in brackish and that's why she's struggling. Any help would be appreciated. So my question, first of all, is uh, what are the water parameters that you're keeping them in right now? Um, I can assume they're not in brackish, and that in itself may not be a problem. If the water's hard and alkaline, they can do okay uh, if the water's not brackish. But if you have, you know, neutral or, or fairly soft water and, you know, things like that, that could be a problem. So um, what are you keeping them in now? Uh, let us know where you are there and maybe that can shed some light on the situation but you might consider depending on your tank i mean if you have fish that what i remember is you have some cories in there and cories don't necessarily do well with brackish water so you probably that's probably why you're not doing brackish water but it could help that molly out and is it are there any other symptoms you're seeing you're saying she's looking fine just her color is looking bad uh which is not necessarily a good sign but uh if there are no other symptoms, is she eating. Yeah, is there anything else you're noticing how she's asking, acting, um, like not eating or anything else? Uh, that would be maybe helpful to know. All right, so hopefully we'll be able to hear back from you on that pretty soon. And yeah. good luck. I hope it works out. And I, I hope uh, that we he hear from some other aquarium maxers. It can help you with your questions on epistogrammas and so on. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to talk about our adventure. Yes, our lovely, lovely anniversary adventure. No, there you go. Alliteration. Mm -hmm. Only two of them, though. Mm -hmm. i got to work harder. Amazing anniversary Amazing, adventure. Amazing, awesome anniversary adventure. There you go. So it was our, actually today is the anniversary, but we celebrated it this weekend because I had to work and everything today. So uh, this weekend we celebrated our anniversary by going to uh, the local aquarium. We had both wanted to visit the aquarium. It was new. It just opened in Recently, the last year. Yeah. yeah. In our town. And we hadn't had a chance to go to it yet. And we figured, well, we can save up a little bit and go for our anniversary. And so we were planning on doing that. And this, this aquarium is an interesting aquarium. The, the um, theme of the aquarium is interaction. It's called the SeaQuest Interactive Aquarium. And there are a few others around. I know there's one in Las Vegas. And I think there are a couple of others in the in the U.S. But anyway, the idea is that you get to interact with the organisms in the aquarium. Another cool thing about it is, I don't know about all, but at least most of their reptile and avian inhabitants mm -hmm. are rescues. Uh, yeah, there so were a number of them that were rescues, and they, which you know, is rehabilitate cool. and take care of them and give them a happy life, and so that's awesome too. Mm -hmm. And. So we were planning on going, like I said, but then a few days before, uh, maybe a week or so, how long had it been? Maybe it was even... Maybe a week. Maybe a week or two, something like that. Before that, I was on the website kind of looking at it and saw that they had this stingray encounter that you could do uh, that was... that included the admission. And so we were already going to, you know, pay for the admission, but... If we did this, we didn't have to pay that much more, and we'd still get admission to the aquarium, but we'd also get to do this amazing ray in encounter where you get to swim with the rays and uh, feed, feed the rays them. and everything. And so, them. so I talked to Kelly and I said, "Let's, can we do this? Do you want to do the ray thing? And of course she said, Yes! Because rays are like in 
her top two fish yes. in the world. Yeah. And maybe the top one, but definitely in the top two. Because mm-hmm. the other one is? Oh, well, if we're talking, you know, marine, we're talking leafy, sea dragon, and yeah. rays are my favorite saltwaters. Yeah. And so she was really excited about it. I was really excited about it. So we decided to go ahead and spring for it. It was a little extra money, like I said, but not not insurmountable. I just sold some extra bugs and stuff, <laughs> some live foods, and uh, we got enough money to, to pay it off. So um, we first, when we got there, the aquarium was just opening, and uh, the one of the employees was walking by, and she stopped to talk to us, and this was really cool. What did she tell okay. us? Okay, but I have to tell him the other cool thing about okay. it, too. Um, she was a mermaid. She's the resident mermaid at the aquarium, and she has one of those fancy, fabulous tails, and she dresses up, and the kids can come meet her and take a picture with the mermaid and stuff. And I, I want to be a mermaid when I grow up. Can I have that <laughs> job? That's awesome. But um, she didn't have her tail yet on because she was walking around. They had just opened when we got there. So. Right. Um, but she stopped to talk to us and said, um, you know, you're, you can buy little bits of food to feed to various critters. The, the basic rule, they said, is if you can reach it with two fingers, you can touch it and you can feed it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she said, you know, most people don't realize about this one, but get the little food container and rip off a piece of shrimp. There's an archer fish tank over there, and you can put a little piece of shrimp a few inches above the water, and they'll spit it off like archer fish do, and you can feed the archer fish. And I was like, she had me at archer fish. (laughs) Yeah. And that was so cool that, you know, best kept secret, basically, is what she was telling us. It's a mermaid tip. Nobody knows this, but I'm sure she tells people. But anyway, Mm -hmm. not very many people take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. We went and bought a little container of shrimp and brought it over to the Archiver's tank, and we got to feed them. It was so cool. super cool. And we made a little video about it. Yeah. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a couple aquarium videos up on Russ's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, Aquarium X channel. Yeah, so you guys should go see the videos. We'll make sure they get shared on the Facebook page, too. Too, yeah. They automatically do. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll see. Then post them, we'll so. make double share because they'll already be there. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing, um, it was so fun to do it. And Kelly was filming. She volunteered to film while I stuck things to the, the glass or the acrylic or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a big tank. It was probably like, I don't know. 500 gallon tank or something and not all the way full you know, if you had filled it it would have been like a thousand gallons or something I think it was pretty big but anyway um, stuck some shrimp on the side and watched the fish at first you know they didn't really pay attention then they realized it was there mm-hmm. and then they started gathering around and then they'd shoot it and they, they would team up it was really interesting you'd have like four or five fish shooting at it at the same time and then Whichever fish was closest to it would hit the water, got to eat it. Yeah, it was kind of like a piñata. Yeah. <laughs> one person breaks it and everybody goes after Scatters it. Scatters and yeah. grabs things. It was just the coolest thing. I've always wanted to feed an archerfish. It's like on my bucket list. And now I've accomplished that. But now, I want, like when we're old and retired and mm-hmm. have extra time, I want to get like a 125-gallon tank and put archerfish in, archer in it. And grow mangroves. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of it and put a big you know like a sunroof or something above it so we can grow mangroves and then um just keep like half a dozen archer fish in there and put crickets on the mangroves and let them shoot it off 
shoot the crickets off. That would be cool. That would be so cool. Um, anyway, it was really fun to do that. And we got to encounter lots of other creatures. Kelly fed... Um, the iguanas. The iguanas. We both fed the iguanas, they actually. They were fun. Kelly fed the lorikeets, mm-hmm. which if you're not aware, Sound it's a kind like of a parrot. Squeaky toys on steroids. Yeah. You should check out the video. They're in there briefly and very loudly. And uh, But they were fun. They were just... As soon as she brought a little container of nectar out in there, the, the lady gave it to, to Kelly and she was holding it. And they just dive-bombed like half like a dozen of them. Mobbed. Boom! Right in her lap, eating out of the, the container. And uh, we did that with the budgies, too. Yeah, the budgies budgie did the room. same thing. And I held the food that time. Mm-hmm. We kind of switched off, you mm-hmm. know, who was feeding stuff. And um, We fed the big marine tank that they had. Yeah, so there you fed... All kinds of pretty fish in there. There were trigger fish and there were... Angelfish like the and there were wrasses. The yeah, there was a really bird wrass. There were there was a porcupine puffer fish. There were all kinds of fun fish in there mm-hmm. uh, that that you got to feed. And um, we didn't feed, but we pet the freshwater rays in there. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like bobbing up to play peekaboo up above the water line. Yeah, that was fun. And there were so many creatures. We held a was it a python? Yeah, we held a, mm-hmm. a young python. Bearded dragon. We pet a bearded dragon. They had a, they had a tegu, although we didn't hold the tegu. It right. was in his enclosure. But And they, they had some this nice, really nice tank of spotted garden eels. Oh, yeah. There were probably 20, 30 eels in there. Mm-hmm. I've seen tanks with two or three in there before, but there were there 20 the or 30 of them. Of the tank. Yeah, it was really cool. And they had an octopus that was active. We got to see. It was cute. So many creatures. But... The the total highlight was the stingrays, or the rays, I guess I should say, that uh, we got to do. And so tell them how that started well, out. Well, you got to, it was a 45-minute session. So you could go in, they give you a wetsuit and the snorkel gear, and you just go into this giant ray tank, and you can swim around with them. You can touch them while you're under the water if you want, if you can reach them. <laughs> um, and then they have, uh, like, a shelf that sticks out into the tank and it's like the feeding station for the rays they know that that's where they get yummy things so you can go up on the on the shelf and they give you a bucket of shrimp and fish pieces and it was a cool bucket because mm-hmm. it, w- it was a mesh bucket and so right. the odors of the shrimp and the chopped fish in the bucket were spreading out through the water and it had so they all foam floats on it to, to keep it upright and yep. to keep it from you know Tipping, um, over. tipping over but it just sat there in the water and the smell mm-hmm. permeated the water and excited all the fish yeah so the rays all came over they had atlantic rays and bat rays and butterfly rays um and, and probably had some other yeah, types of rays too a couple of rays. different atlantic rays yeah. they had southern atlantic rays colors and, uh, and a cool thing besides the rays they had a gray smooth hound shark that was about three, feet, three long. feet long they had um, who just came and like sat in your lap and like frolicked about and was just like woohoo I'm a puppy yeah and actually nipped me twice as I was <laughs> taking food she it was a she I forgot um, she nipped my hand twice as she was taking food out of my hand but luckily their teeth are they really inoffensive yeah. they, you just feel like it's like somebody very lightly grabbing you with sandpaper gloves is what it was like mm-hmm. it was not painful at all it was just funny and uh so we got to feed the rays, and you yeah. just like hold it up to their mouth, and they just nom 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 out of your hand. Just took it right out of your hand. They kind of felt like sandpapery mm-hmm. gloves too, sort of. And um, one of them. No, well, not when you pet them. Just no, just yeah, yeah. When it was, the, its crush plate would grab your like finger silk. or whatever. And one of them grabbed onto my ankle, 
tickled. It was funny. Mm-hmm. And one got your toe. One tried to eat my toe. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. saw flying Grenard came up to us mm-hmm. and um, various fish. There were um, pilot fish in there. There were uh, butterfly fish. Some of the fish that we actually snorkeled with in Hawaii. So it was kind of nostalgia to see mm-hmm. some of the same species that we would see in Hawaii. Um, we didn't see really rays in Hawaii, though. No, that would have been cool. Um, and it was it was just amazing. So we did that for about half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And then we fed them. And we fed them. And um, they were just really sweet and gentle and curious and like puppies. And they just want to come up and like rub all over you right. and get treats. And One of the workers said that... Mm-hmm the rays would recognize people and that um, when they saw somebody they remembered, they would come swim up and throw up and sit there. And they could, they, when they needed to leave, they would gently, you know, push them off and they'd swim right back in. Just it's like, keep you know, when up your cat won't, get you, won't let you get off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> no, you must stay and pet me. So it was absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. A great experience. And so you should check out the video when we post yeah. that. We were joking because I was... I think I giggled a lot. I giggled a lot because I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm petting and feeding rays. Yep, and you said that when the shark came and swam into your lap, too. Yep. That, that was a really neat setup to have the platform there mm-hmm. with about a foot of water. So the tank itself was probably four feet deep, about, yeah, I maybe would say. Maybe five. Maybe five, depending mm-hmm. on where you were. Um, and they had structures like sunken statues and pipes and things you know made to look like Mm -hmm. sunken statues pipes things like that so you could stand on them columns and steps and different things so you didn't want to stand didn't want to stand on the sand because you don't want to accidentally step on somebody that was sleeping so you'd walk on those structures and they were all over the place but then that that platform i guess people can actually come under it and we didn't do that but you well, can, you can walk under it if you're out of the water. Right. If you're out yeah. of the water, you can go under the platform. But if you're in the water, you can only go on top of it because it's basically this big acrylic box. Mm-hmm. And when you sit on it, there's about a foot of water you sit in. Mm-hmm. And so the rays and shark and everything, they it can just easily just come right up. Mm-hmm. And so it allows you to really interact. It was really set up nicely. It was um, awesome. And I, I've never done anything like that. It was just, it was definitely bucket list material. Definitely bucket list so, um, if you have a chance to try out the uh, any place the, close to yeah, you, yeah, the SeaQuest Interactive Aquarium, you know, I know that there are a few or out there else or anything similar. else like that. It's just amazing. It was definitely worth the the price, more than worth the price mm-hmm. for us. You know, this is the funny thing. We've talked to a few people who live around here who have gone there, and generally, the what they'll say is, "Oh, it's kind of a small aquarium." Yeah. But I can only imagine that, well, one thing is that, of course, we we appreciate aquariums, I would say, we considerably spend more. than normal people, even when it's a big aquarium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate aquariums more than the average person does mm-hmm. on several levels, I would say. But also, I, I kind of guess that those people didn't really do much, didn't, you know, you have to spend a little extra to be able to get the full experience from the aquarium, mm-hmm. I think. If you just look at the stuff, that's cool, and that would be really fun. But you have to, you know, take take the chance to do some of the activities that they have there, and that really made it amazing. I mean, some of the things, some of the interactions were free. Mm-hmm. Like the people would carry the uh, the python or the bearded dragon or whatever. They'd carry them around, and you could touch them. You could hold them in some cases. 
um, for free. It wasn't. It was just you know no additional price. Uh, just the included food, with you admission. You had to like, buy tokens, but, and you yeah. could get um, food with the tokens, or you could have one of those fish pedicures. Right. That kind of thing. So there were different levels of inter. You know of participation. Right. And the the, the fish pedicure cost a lot. Yeah, it did. I but, would so much rather swim with the rays. Right. <laughs> and plus, you weren't all that excited about the fish pedicure anyway. No, I don't need fish to nibble on my toes. Right. I, the rays can nibble on my toes. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I had done the, the fish. I had had the garas mm-hmm. nibble on me anyway before mm-hmm. at a pet store because when That's we... just what they do. When we used to live at the... Uh, near the fish for you pet store, mm-hmm. they got a shipment of those in. I walked in. I was there with one of our daughters and they're like hey, do you want to try this? Because they knew that we would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So um, you just stick your hand in the tank. It's awesome. And so we did, and they nibbled at us. So I'd already experienced yeah. it. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't Dying disappointed it, yeah. that uh, did, we didn't do it because mm-hmm. I'd already done it. But, uh, yeah, that was so cool. And that's, I'm just going to keep saying that. I need to shut up now. But I I was so excited. It was It was really awesome. So you should check out the video. It was fun. Yeah, it will, it will be up within the week or so. Yeah, yeah we're going to do uh, the st- a stingray-focused, or a ray-focused, I should say, a ray-focused video, and we're going to do one on the archer fish. Mm-hmm. But I think the one with the rays also has some of the other aquarium it things a, a in it. has a few little bits from yeah. other stuff. Yeah. But they're both focused on our aquarium experiences, and you can kind of enjoy them along with us. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, that's almost all. The only news I have aquarium-wise, I think, right now is that I finally got my 29-gallon tank that I was moving the gelitochromus into. I got them in there. They're in there. Yay. They're in there with the multis. They're in there with my uh, gold barbs, which are the target fish, and it's working. Um, the fish, have s- the, the gelitochromus seem to have adopted the rock cave that I wanted them to adopt the one I was hoping that they would adopt based on its shape and size and so on and position in the tank. So if they do end up breeding there, it should be a really good view. That was kind of the idea. So I could not only view it well, but also film it. Um, and they seem to be, they've maintained their pair bond, which is always a you know a problem when you're moving into a new tank. It's a potential issue that they won't maintain the pair bond, but they have apparently done so it looks like and part of that is making sure they have target fish. So the gold barbs are helping me with that. With that. They're not hurting them, but they are chasing them away from the territory. Uh, so that's that's what they're supposed to be doing. And the only weird thing, I wasn't, I'm not too happy about this, the sand in that tank is kind of a, I don't know, sandy color. So the the fish were in a tank with a black substrate, and they looked really nice against it. But now the female is kind of, washed out a little because she's trying to match the gravel or the sand which Mm. is the sandy color so she's washed out a little she still looks nice but not quite as you know contrast as she did before and the male uh he has pretty much maintained his color and that might be because he's spending a lot more time in the cave where it's dark but at any rate uh i'm not too pleased with the paleness of her uh, coloration so i may eventually move things around i've toyed with the idea of just putting um, the multis in that tank, making it a multi-only tank, a 29-gallon multi-tank, shells all over the bottom, like two or three shells thick, and just let them go to town. But and then move the gelitochromus into where they will, the multis are with the dark substrate. Because the multis, it doesn't really 
bother me. They pale out a little bit on that sand, but their colors aren't that fancy anyway. It's not the colors you get multis for, it's the behavior. So that doesn't really bug me if they're a little paler. But with the Julitochromus, they, they have some really nice patterning, and I'm not too jazzed about the fact that they're, that the female anyway is paler. Uh, that may be temporary too. She might just be adjusting. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I think that's about all for now. That's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you all enjoy the videos. I hope you check them out. Mm -hmm. And uh, until next time, may the fish be with you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Aquarium Audience. For additional episodes, please visit aquariumax.com. To leave comments or questions that could be featured on an upcoming podcast, leave a message at 801-477-0629 or email us at info at aquariumax.com.